Hello friends, Molly Ponpadith here, CEO of the SOAR Community Network and co-founder of the SOAR Community Nebula. Our goal is to bring to you 1,000 champions of change and community builders. And today I have with us Hethel Johnny. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Can you please let us know where you're dialing in from and um, share a little bit more about the work that you're doing in the world right now? Sure. So I'm uh, dialing in from New York City, and uh, it's a wonderful afternoon in New York City right now. Uh, the work that I do is I'm the founding executive director of Speak Mentorship, and Speak stands for Support, Prepare, Empower Aspiring Kids. And the way that we do that is we work directly with schools to bridge a gap in culturally responsive curriculum, meaning that we um, bring in programs that make uh, curriculum more relevant, that make schools more relevant for diverse students, given that, uh, as an example, in New York City alone, one in four students, uh, one in four children are born to an immigrant family. And so schools are diversifying and it's not um, feasible for them to target all the cultural needs of uh, our diverse students. And so Speak aims to bridge that gap and make sure that they have the social capital so they can become the future diverse workforce leaders that we need. That's fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit more about your background. How did you get into this work? I'm curious. Sure. I mean, there's many different reasons, different touch points that I've had. I've been in education uh, for over 15 years now. And, uh, you know, just coming across many different families in, um, you know, the Northeast, but also I've had families elsewhere as well. I've worked, worked abroad in China. And knowing that there is a need to really bring unique perspectives, the, the world is becoming a lot smaller. We need to make sure that our youth are prepared to become global citizens, truly global citizens, accepting of each other, um, self-aware, but also um, socially aware of other cultures, other perspectives. And, um, you know, it was unfortunately some stories were specifically with young women that I've uh, worked with in the past who uh, did face uh, the situation where marriage is a viable option and careers are usually placed in the back burner, regardless of how competent um, and ambitious and capable they are. So uh, we wanted to make sure that the girls, especially of diverse backgrounds, have the support structures in place um, so they can seek out role models and then um, really build out their own life plans to become the future workforce that we needed. And I think that's uh, critical in order to meet our future um, workforce needs in this ever you know, smaller and smaller world of working with all the different countries um, that we're gonna be dealing with in the near future. It's much needed work, and it's the first time in this interview series that we're coming at it from this perspective of education for kids, and uh, so I want to really make sure that we spend some time on that. But now I'm going to turn the attention to kind of your personal background and your journey. Um, when in your life have you experienced a conscious, mindful, compassionate leader who has perhaps guided you or mentored you into being the person that you are today or perhaps shifted a way of thinking in a profound way? Sure. I think there's so many small instances that it's hard to put it all on one person. I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for a number of different uh, you know, conversations that I've had with individuals who've just been uh, either mentors or champions or sponsors, and they've served uh, my purpose, my life purpose in different ways, and it's been different conversations, um, either as a friend, again, as, as an advisor, as a school, graduate school advisor, um, or it could have been a mentor, and it's just, um, I, I would hate to put it on one person, but 
um, really believing in me. I think that had changed the course of my life. Um, it was a conversation, a very authentic conversation that I had with a friend of mine a number of years ago who put it to me straight and said, you know, this is what you're capable of and you're just not seeing it. So here is um, what I'm going to ask you to do. And he had helped me um, put forward a plan, which is kind of where uh, Speak's mission also stems from. He put up um, a plan in order for me to then actively pursue my own professional goals and said, these are the kinds of things that you should be doing right now in order for other people to really see the value that you're able to add. And sometimes, you know, as a, as a woman from a diverse background, as uh, someone who's coming from an immigrant family, you don't really just know what those things are that you're supposed to be doing, what those steps are that you could be taking. And um, the, the, just the, the clear uh, and transparent way that he had put it and said, do exactly this, take this course, do this number of you know, volunteer hours in the community, do these steps and watch what happens. And that honestly had altered the course of my life. So that transparency and authenticity, but also the clear direction is, is so critical. Um, and then there've been a number of people after that uh, and before that, of course, but you know, who've just constantly given me that support and feedback um, to make the most informed decisions for myself. I'm still learning, but yeah. <laughs> Got more to learn, Got a long life to go for sure. Um, you touched upon this while you were explaining your, your personal journey or experiences with mindful, conscious leaders and mentors. But when you think of champions of change and community builders that you have witnessed through time, what are some of the attributes that you've come to admire and also ones that are very consistent with these types of people? I mean, it's really authenticity is one of the most... Um, is one of the traits that I admire the most. It's, it's especially today, it's so hard, it seems to be authentic. Uh, you're, even if you want to be private, uh, a private person, it seems that in some way you're still a public person with social media and um, really having to put yourself out there in order to keep yourself competitive. And so being authentic has always been something that I've gravitated towards. Anyone who um, comes to me and seems as if they really have the best interest and you know I'm not questioning what their motives are it doesn't feel just transactional it does feel as if there is support in my life and then I try to be the same in their lives lives I think that's really critical for me and um, to be a change agent it, it, it goes beyond um, it goes beyond just whatever uh, you can get out of it. I really think there's a lot of people doing work out there because they really think that that work needs to be done. I try to live my life on a day-to-day -day basis um, in the same way. I know that this work needs to be done and so I'm just I'm doing it because I haven't seen other people doing it. And those are the kinds of people that I admire most and I place a lot of trust in those people to guide me um, to continue to be a better person. I mean, it's not the biggest and the you know most... Um, visible people often it's really just uh the day-to-day -day people who are doing the work because it needs to get done somehow Great. when you think about your whole package of you like talents the gifts the life experiences um that you have really grown into um what causes missions movements um are out there that you support with this unique package of you uh, diversity, inclusion, gender equity, I think a big one is really, we see even, you know, unfortunately with the news of today, 
literally um, we're dealing with how women of diverse backgrounds are just because they look different um, are being told to go back to um, you know countries that are not even their countries of uh, birth America is their country of birth and I so I feel right now um, being a woman who resonates really with with these new freshman congressmen for example uh, it, it, that's something that I'm really passionate about. I want to make sure that the young women, the next generation that we work with at Speak, know that we are here fighting for them, as just as people, um, women have fought um, for us and generations before us. And I think that gender equity has come a long way, but I do think that there's a long way that we still need to go. And then um, the intersectional identities on top of that of uh, diversity and gender equity, where we're not attacked because we, or we're not diminished because we look different. Um, and that's, that's really something that I, I think, I can't believe that we're in 2019 and still dealing with that on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so that's just been a constant driver. I think uh, the current state of where we are makes um, that, that mission all the more important. And I've been working on, on that. But you know, really largely, it's just making sure everybody has a has their voice represented is, is the larger cause. So even if we do achieve gender equity, intersectional identity equity, um, at some point it's gonna be something else. And it just means that every voice should be heard. That's great. That's great. Well, when you have gone through these challenges and I know you've experienced them, I've experienced it as well, being um, of a refugee uh, background and um, not being born here, um, but being very American in many ways, I can really relate to all the things that you're sharing and uh, have deep, deep gratitude for the work that you're doing. Um, that's not even the right word. It's more than, more than being grateful that you're doing that. But we've been through some tough times. And so as you face some challenges, what helps you? Is there a philosophy or a quote or um, any type of words of wisdom that you can share with our community when they go through tough times? What, what can help them? It's not so much um, a philosophy as it is just constantly surrounding myself with, with good people. Um, it's, you know, as you mentioned, social entrepreneurship in general, this work in general is very isolating. But what keeps me going, and people have asked me this before, why do you do it? Uh, you know, people have called me crazy for continuing to do this. I was just in a conversation a little earlier, you know, there's just no funding for some schools that we really want to support, and we know the population needs it, unfortunately. And so um, the question is posed, why do you do it? Why do you keep going up or up the channel of communication or into different channels of communication to find the money or to find the support? It's because I know that it needs to be done. There are other people who are working um, you know, in other roles and not getting acknowledged. Um, you know, there are educators who are working for very low pay, working multiple hats in a school because they come from that district and they understand what it's like to be in a school that is under-resourced, but they want to support that next generation, whatever that requires. And sometimes that education is just never enough. And so when I see them doing it, honestly, it just, it tells me why wouldn't I be doing it? If they can do it and um, they're just doing it because that's their will, it's just sheer will, then why wouldn't I be doing it? So I don't have, unfortunately, a quote or a, you know, a motto that I live by that keeps me going every day. I just keep meeting amazing, incredible people every day like yourself. And uh, that keeps me going. And, you know, if you're doing amazing things for the world, then why shouldn't I be doing amazing things for the world? And that's all it takes. That's beautiful.
Thank you. That's one of the, the, the secrets to really getting up every day is that sense of, of support that you have, that there are other people like you in the world who are trying to advance some causes and finding, finding people who get what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and they just get it. Like there's no judgment about it. There's no, you know, no criticism around it. It's just like, okay, I get it. The world needs it. Um, you do this, you stay in this particular track, I'll, I'll go in this particular track. But I think the goal for all of us is all these different points of light, what we like to call galaxies, because obviously we have our nebula hub, is yeah. <laughs> all these galaxies that are really just creating so, such strong forces of change. And what we want to do is be able to make sure that everyone has a place to go to, a voice um, or, or platform where their voices can be heard. And I think that what you're saying is, you know, not only online, but physically be around people who understand, who get it. And even if they don't understand exactly what you're doing, they understand the intention for it and they support it. Right. When you describe to me, when you imagine a better world, what does it look like through your eyes? Where, you know, personal experiences and experiences of other students that I've had and just, you know, friends and people within the community, um, having their access to an opportunity just completely blocked because of some identity that they assume. And, you know, for me, it's being a woman. Um, for me, it's being a woman of minority background and not knowing how to navigate or not just having, you know, or having to fill out that I'm of a certain diversity quota that I fulfill so that they can, so I can then be in that room. I think a world where, you know, we're not judged by our intersectional identities um, as, uh, you know, parts, but really as a whole. And so we can see, okay, what does this person as a whole really bring as a woman, as a woman of Indian descent? Um, as a New Yorker, as a Queens person, you know, I'm from born and raised in Queens. I mean, that has its own level of authenticity and I can add so much value um, to different contexts. So I think really just looking at the whole intersectional person and um, if we have uh, colleges look at applications and say, this individual is who we need instead of this application fills um, this bucket, I, I think that would be a great point to start at so that all of the young women who I've worked with and young men as well have the access to the best schools, the best education, the best opportunities that lead them to the, to the workforce because too often I've just seen young women themselves who have fallen back into the relationship, um, the relationship market as you know, their end goal. And I, I think we, need, we can do so much better. Um, women should not just be applauded or allotted for when they get married or engaged, right? I think, I think the same kind of contributions that you're making, for example, here should be lauded. And I, I just don't see that enough, unfortunately, the accomplishments of women being recognized. Yeah. Well, let's lift them up. Let's do it, right? We'll right. do it together. <laughs> what are one or two ways in which we can truly support you right now, you personally and also your organization? I mean, thank you for this. This is already a platform that lifts um, myself up. I, you know, having, as I mentioned, uh, it's, it's quite isolating work when people don't really know what you're doing ever. Um, you can't ever explain what, uh, it's hard to explain anyway, to most of your immediate social network, um, what you do as an entrepreneur. So appreciate having this network. And um, the platform to lift, speak up. So thank you for letting me to um, speak about speak mentorship. 
you know, lifting, uh, speak up is lifting me up. I am right now uh, so interconnected with this mission that um, just promoting speak mentorship would be tremendously valuable in my own personal life because I see myself in these women. And when I'm doing this work right now, sure, maybe I didn't have as many opportunities as I wanted when I was younger, but I'm carving out my own pathway. And if I can do that for them through this work, that's, you know, that's how you'd be lifting me up. So really shouting out the work with Speak Mentorship is, is already critical. And thank you for that. You're so welcome. It's our pleasure and our honor to feature organizations doing such good for our society. Um, what's the best way to reach you or learn more about you? Um, so speakmentorship.org is the best way to reach uh, me as well, but also, you know, just learn more about the organization, which does represent a, a deep mission of mine. And then otherwise, they can always find me on LinkedIn, uh, Hethel-Johnny, I think, um, is, you know, LinkedIn-in-Hethel-Johnny, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's the best way. <laughs> your, your, your name is unique enough. We'll be able to find you and we'll list it on your um, on your description. Thank you so much for your contributions. Thank you for being with us and thank you for being a part of our Nebula Change Agent interview series. We really value what you do. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. For those that are watching, please remember to nominate yourself or someone in your community who's making a huge difference. We'd love to highlight all the great work that they're doing and that you're doing. So please visit us at nebula.soarcommunitynetwork.com. Bye for now.